Uh, should we go around the room and say hello to each other and introduce ourselves? Uh, yeah. Oh, Wait, yeah. are we recording? I don't know. It's just... I don't know. Well, if you don't know, you're literally the only one who can tell right now. Not... <laughs> hey, well, I'm not going to tell you even if I did know. Okay. Oh, shit. Dave does love hot micing us and uh, <laughs> telling the world that I like 9 11. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so let's let's introduce each other before it's too late. <laughs> before it's too late. Um, Welcome to Cage Fight Podcast. I guess I don't know what's happening really right now, um, but this is uh, maybe an episode that we're recording. It is possibly an episode, and if it is an episode, I believe it's episode twenty-eight. And I'm Dave. <laughs> oh, and yeah, Dave's here, and we might have to repeat all this. Uh, <laughs> and uh we also have a, a special guest well, we're, yeah. we're not we're, we're the episode hasn't started yet oh, has the, it... the theme song plays you know that the theme song plays i i do but i'm Damn. so confused <laughs> i figured we should probably introduce each other before we start the actual oh i i get podcast. it i get it just for oh, me so that i know your name I, yeah okay good 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 Excellent. i have listened to the pod uh, oh yeah! Oh good! You're oh, you're dope. you're you're a cage head. Awesome. That's the first. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we finally have a guest who hates Dave too, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the. Ex- oh, there we go. Oh, God, this you is fake motherfucker. Dave, this is psychological warfare, and yeah. it's honestly not fair. This is like Chinese water torture, but just for episode openers. I, I'm never sure if Chinese water torture is okay to say. I just I uh, I just call it water torture just in case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Kiss from a seal. That your roses in bloom. A light hits the gloom. <laughs> How much of this is gonna be out there? <laughs> that that I mean, is this a live version? He sounds sexy as hell. Yeah. That's not the Batman version. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, uh, I believe now we are actually finally starting the recording uh, of episode 28 of the Cage Fight Podcast. So, uh, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, let's, let's introduce ourselves real quick so we don't forget. Yeah. For some people. Uh, I'm Jess. I'm Mike. I'm Taylor. And uh, we have a super special guest with us today. Um, uh, a freaking uh, cage expert uh, in her own right, uh, at, at least uh, up to 2012. Uh, Liz Waterman is here with us. Hey, Liz, what's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just still recovering from G-Force. Yeah. Seeing that one again. Oh, that was uh, <laughs> honestly better the second time, in my opinion. <laughs> um, when you it know- was better than I remembered. When you know all the beats, it's really a pleasure to sit through it again. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I, I've got a feeling that we're going to have a lot to talk about with that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Liz, I, I uh, mentioned that you're uh, a, a, our first like official cage expert. Um, uh, uh, explain yourself. <laughs> uh, well, 
for a little while, my husband and I uh, were in a long distance relationship. And one of the things we came up with, like things to do, was to watch Nick Cage movies. <laughs> we made a spreadsheet and listed them all out. And we just kind of methodically went through it. And um, so we would watch it at the same time and like chat. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, there was only one movie that we could never finish. I don't know if you guys have done this one yet. It's called Birdie. Oh, no. we uh, That one is uh, coming up yeah. somewhat soon. Um, Get ready. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> I actually, I uh, I was just uh, talking to somebody uh, who, uh, the person who's going to be on that episode, uh, and uh, when they said Birdie, I looked it up because I wasn't actually sure what it was, and the poster bummed me out so it's good to know that well now uh, i have for to look Matthew modine or something <laughs> you think it's going to be good but <laughs> well i i guess we have that to look forward to um oh yeah do you uh do you have like a uh do you keep a ranked list do you have a, like a top five or what are your favorites yeah we never gave them scores or anything but um i would say my favorites would have to be well of course vampire's kiss Ooh, we haven't watched that one yet either. I've um, been dying to watch that one. No, it's I, coming up though. I'm I'm very excited for that. I've yeah. I've seen the the hits uh, from that, but um, yeah, yeah. Some it's of the very, it's very interesting. I bet. Um, and then I like um, bringing out the dead. Oh, bringing out the dead. We haven't watched that. Yeah, See, yeah. That's not till a little bit later. But I've heard about that one, and I think he worked as like a paramedic briefly, or like job shadowed one in New York City to do something for that, which. Yeah, I'm Steve, really Steve Buscemi, I believe. Yeah, he was. Uh, Steve he was buried beneath the rubble of uh, the World Trade Center in preparation for that movie. Uh, yeah. If that's the movie that I'm thinking of, I could be wrong here. Yeah, uh, um, Nick Cage actually became a cop and abused his family uh, to be that character. You know, I love uh, bringing out some dead. So looking forward to that. Well, wasn't that a Misfits song? Are, are we, are we going to go into another Danzig bit? Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be like the um, third in as many episodes, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, any any other particular favorites, Liz? Well, of course, Moonstruck. Ooh, snap. <gasps> and that's what we call a perfect transition. <laughs> transition! Our I guess. Mean, a better tra- well, it's actually not as good of a transition as yours, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, well, uh, before before we get started, uh, we are... Um, we are discussing Moonstruck and G-Force this week, uh, but I did want to uh, play a quick message uh, to the to the G-Force gang, um, if you could uh, cue me up, Dave. Oh. Citizens of G-Force gang, this is a call to arms. <laughs> the time has come for us to fight for what is right, to defend the very idea of a just society. Everything we have trained for has led to this moment, and it is time to retaliate against our oppressors. It is up to you, G-Force Gang, to go out this November and exercise your right to elect G-Force Gang to the next round of the bracket. No matter the results of this matchup, we will not be silenced. The cries of the people will outweigh the votes of our enemies. We will persevere until there is no option left but to meet our demands. They may have their hand, they may have their bride, <laughs> but they will never have our complacency. Name one share song that is better than Boom Boom Pow. <laughs> it cannot be done. Raise your hands high, G-Force. We are legion, for rodents are many. And now, our special guest, the G-Force House Band! <laughs> Clap your hands, y'all. Clap your 
Oh yeah. Hell yeah. G-Force gang, you heard the call to arms. Let's fucking, uh, I guess I'm getting ahead of the vote here. Um, but just in case, uh, we might have to f- obliterate, um, my co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, um, well, uh, it's good to know that there are militant contingency plans <laughs> for if, uh, yeah, there are militant factions within the G-Force. <laughs> We have fully militarized. Uh, <laughs> now, now, to be fair, within the G Force, are there like moderate rebel G Forces that you know, like yeah. dead people, and there's like an ISIS G Force. Yeah, we we're, there's different factions, uh, but you know, we all uh, subscribe to the same uh, basic philosophies. So, okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, thanks for uh, indulging me, and uh, you know, fuck Moonstruck. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, just, we fuck Moonstruck, gang. Yeah. Just kidding. Love. Uh, it was a. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Jess. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not exactly sure how to feel about our impending uh, war that's going to go on here. I oh, think. don't worry uh, about it. Yeah. Uh, people, I think, are well aware if you've been listening a long time of my opinions on G Force, as I was the one person who voted against it while my co-host pushed it ahead. Yeah, uh, I did say uh, in, it. in the message, but, I did um, say oppressors, but I <laughs> yes. did mean specifically Jess. <laughs> okay. Yes. But yeah, one thing I do want to talk about before we dive into the episode here is we have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash cagefightpodcast. Please donate to that. Donate uh, and, to it. Yeah. If you don't donate to it, um, <laughs> that's another gang. way to get on the G-Force <laughs> yes. shit list. And, and so. I believe if you donate $10 a month, you get uh, OnlyFans like... That's only fan style picks about once a month. That's so. I, that's that's not in there. Yeah, for, for ten dollars a month, I believe if you sell like nudity on Patreon, you get kicked off Patreon. But for ten dollars yeah, a month, I know. We, I'm uh, trying to get us kicked off Patreon. <laughs> oh, we will send you uh, pictures of guinea pigs' feet. Uh, <laughs> hashtag GForce Gang. Yeah, if you ask for feety sweeties, I'm gonna send you my feet. Okay. So also, uh, just gotta say we're a quarter of the way through round two of the bracket. So oh, we just gotta do what we've done God. three more times now. But let's just launch into Moonstruck first, since we've already covered G Force. Uh, so Moonstruck came out in 1987. Uh, this is rated PG, directed by Norman Jewison. Uh, uh, yeah, and also by the way, <laughs> uh, the music of. Oh my god! N- never mind. Keep going. I'll I'll find the name because the the guy who composed the soundtrack for this is fucking incredible. Uh, I believe his uh, name is Dean Martin. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, Amore is the one thing I remember. Oh yes, I'm sorry. The the music composer is. Are you ready for this one, Jess? Huh. Dick Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real. No, it really is. That's his name what on the, the credits. Fuck? <laughs> Dick Hyman. That's... Yes, Dick Hyman. Wow, that's spectacular. Uh, this is written by John Patrick Shanley. Who also wrote Congo, uh, the movie, <laughs> not the, the, the screenplay adaptation. Yeah, of, not, not, not the Michael Crichton uh, book oh, about oh, how okay. much he, um, you know, wishes global warming would destroy all of the uh, apes. <laughs> um, but the the movie Congo that is based th- off that book. Yeah, have yeah. you seen that movie? I actually have. It's, I've been meaning to though. It's, it's really Bruce fucking Campbell. bad, but worth a watch. <laughs> is opinion. it a Patrice Lumumba biopic or what is it? <laughs> it's a. Uh, 
It's um, it's a it's um, it's about uh, Mighty Joe Young, um, and basically uh, like it was a kind of a Mighty Joe Young prequel uh, about uh. his whole family like slaughtering uh, innocent. Uh, well, I don't remember if they're innocent actually. Uh, they they might have gotten. Yeah, I think what they're was looking for gold in a a foreign country. They're they're white people that come in to rob uh, a a nation in the global south of its native yeah. resources. So, so very similar uh, to like, Moonstruck, if you think about. <laughs> yeah, no, very it, similar to Moonstruck, um, and uh, features a cameo uh, from uh, Neil Campbell. So uh, Ooh, nice. right up your alley, Jess. Neil but. Campbell, the Time Lord or the Timekeeper? No, did I say Neil Campbell? Yes. <laughs> wow, that was. Uh, I got podcast. Oh, Bruce Campbell. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yes, not Neil Campbell. I was going to say Neil Campbell. Like yeah. yeah. Um, Neil Young or like you know. Anyways, uh, Sam Neil. So this is produced by Star Partners Two Limited, uh, which sounds like a movie in and of itself, uh, and <laughs> MGM. Speaking Rent- of Star Partners, fucking Sonny and Cher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Sonny is no more, and I, I don't think they were partners anymore at this point when this movie no, was No, they made. were not. Yeah. They when did not. they divorce? In like the late 70s. Wait, they divorced? Yeah. I thought he just died and she was like, No, fuck. no, he- he. And then they made a movie married, about it called He married Moonstruck. someone else and then he got owned like in a skiing accident and then his wife became a congressperson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. Uh, yes. Uh, Runtime of 101 minutes. Budget of fifteen million dollars. Anyone want to guess whether this was in the red or the black? Ooh, I'm gonna say this one was in the black. But I'm gonna I, say this one was in the black too. I'm not sure. Uh, yep, you're both right. Eighty point six million dollars. Oh snap! Ooh, the share stamp of approval. I mean, how do you not go see a movie with share in it? Yeah, especially sure. when she's looking this fantastic. Back in the heyday, uh, looking like a real cutie. So Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 93% from critics. Wow. And an 81% from audiences. So very critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the movie that uh, every time I told someone I was starting a Nicolas Cage podcast, they said, have, have you seen Moonstruck? I'm like, I don't know what that is. Uh, but it's been very hyped up. Uh, and uh, you know what? It may or may not have lived up to my <laughs> expectations. Yeah. yeah, and frankly, when I heard the title Moonstruck, and I'm like, that sounds like the like the album name from like a shitty 70s prog rock band. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Hold Let's on. It All out. 70s prog rock is great. Yes. <laughs> um, Absolutely. There is no shit. It's, yes. it's not all just like fucking white British guys just jacking off on guitars Look, for and like 23 w- minutes. When they straight. jacked off onto those guitars, they made some great music, okay? And okay. some shitty music, but yeah, – yeah, some- uh, but- Frankly, awful music, but yes. Damn. Well, that's that's a that's a bold stance, but uh, I'm gonna plow right through it. Um, uh, so that's all I have for general facts. Okay, I, I have a little bit of trivia, not a ton. Um, so uh, Nicholas Cage's uh, first screen test didn't impress the studio, and they wanted to get uh, Peter Gallagher to play Ronnie. Um, but Cher insisted that Cage do it, uh, probably after seeing his uh, chest hair and that wife beater. Uh, be fair, Actually, Peter Gallagher, I, I got... that, that's, that's, that's the third Gallagher brother from Oasis, right? Yes. Or was that the one who like hits the watermelons? Uh, that's the second Gallagher brother from Oasis. Oh, okay, cool, cool. okay. <laughs> uh, I have something to add on to that. Apparently Cher wanted him after having seen him in Peggy Sue Got Married, another movie that'll come up later in this mm, podcast. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, um, and apparently she saw his performance and described it as a two-hour train wreck but wanted oh. him in the movie. So <laughs> apparently it's a good kind of well, train wreck. Also, uh, Cher was not confident uh, in this movie and, and apparently like while filming it, uh, thought it was going to be a failure, um, but friggin' killed it anyway. Um, and honestly, that's the thing. I, I think that's actually mistaken. I believe she decided to like try to get in a cage because she saw his performance in Fast Times and was like, damn, that dude knows how to exist. Yeah, who's that guy that I saw for half a second 
three times. Yeah. Uh, I've, he's got nice eyes. Uh, John Mahoney, uh, Frazier's dad. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, uh, even though he's not, I mean, he's, he's in this movie a decent amount. He's not one of the big buttheads, but, uh, he, um, he said that this movie is what got him widespread attention and landed him the role in Frasier. Oh, okay. Um, so, Oh, cool. uh, I was actually looking out for Eddie, uh, his dog. Yeah. Um, uh, but, it's weird to see him without that dog around. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll have a lot of Frazier's dad jokes along the way, so I'll save them. Uh, and the last trivia that I have is that um, this is the only Best Picture Oscar-nominated film that Nicolas Cage has been in. Really? Wait, Oscar-nominated. Yeah. Oscar, Best Picture nominated. Yes. Uh, yeah. And same with Cher. Uh, but this is a Nicolas Cage podcast. Uh, so... Wow, I didn't even know this was nominated for Best Picture, actually. Yeah, and uh, huh. much it's to the chagrin that he hasn't of been in more Best Picture films. Yeah, you know? a or real no. shame. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, movies like Two Eleven and Sunny; those movies should have been nominated for Best Picture. I, I choose not to remember those, <laughs> or, or Pay the Ghost, or Left mm-hmm. Behind. Or, I think I think we or need Christmas Carol. Um, Left Behind is criminally high in the seating of this bracket, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I yes, don't... isn't it second to last? No, no, no. It's That's at like fifty eight. <laughs> that would be criminally high. It was at like fifty eight or something. Oh yeah, that, that sounds like absolute shit. <laughs> and this movie's the number four seed, which I didn't realize going into it. But okay, yeah, this is a this is a a big hitter uh, for us. So um, well, to be fair, depending on how how it goes, it might be a big shitter too. Oh snap! Uh-huh. <laughs> More like Moonstunk. Damn. But yeah, that's all I got for trivia. Um, So uh, going on to a plot summary here, uh, it starts out with the song That's Amore playing over the credits, which uh, I believe Uh, you'll you'll remember the famous first line of that is uh, when the moon strikes your eye. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, definitely strike. Knowing that uh, this movie was about a bunch of Italian people, I I thought it was great that they started (laughs) off with that song just to just to get us in the mood. Also, apparently, um, the original like opening track of the movie was from La Boheme, but they didn't want to. And I quote, scare people into thinking they had walked into an art film. Oh. Okay. So uh, they added this to make it more accessible, I guess. See, what I would do is try to scare people into thinking it's an art film. And then the people who stick around through that, I would try to scare them with just incredibly lowbrow humor. <laughs> that, yeah. that would be a fun and, and wooden but, hands, yeah. things like that. But yeah, it starts out with uh, That's Amore playing over shots of New York City. Uh, we see Cher, who is working uh, working the books. Uh, that's that's her job. She does it at various places. At dinner that night, uh, she is proposed to by her boyfriend, uh, Johnny. Danny is, Aiello. Yeah, Di- Danny Aiello. And uh, she is not happy with the way he does it and tells him, like, he, he's got to kneel down when he proposes and he's got to give her a ring. And uh, yes. he, It's a sloppy proposal. It's a sloppy proposal, but she does say yes. And uh, it seems that uh, Johnny's mother, who still lives at home in Sicily, because I believe all the main characters in this are are Italian or Italian American. Yeah, like Sicilian Italian. Yeah. Yeah. His mother is still living in Sicily and is dying. So uh, he's flying back home to be with her while she is uh, about to pass. Uh, While Cher is driving him to the airport to drop him off there, she demands that he set a date for the wedding. She wants to go about this in a really traditional manner because apparently she was married previously but her husband died after only two years of them being married, and she thinks that the bad luck 
of him dying came from her not uh, yeah, yeah. having like a traditional type marriage thing. Basically, them not having a solid uh, date for their wedding killed him. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That and uh, that it wasn't in a church. She says yeah. that. But... He stepped on a crack and, well, she, the mom was actually dying of a broken back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... And uh, he walked under a ladder as a black cat passed by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of bad juju um, going on. Um, but yeah, so they set the date for the wedding a month away. And uh, before leaving, Johnny insists that Cher call his younger brother, Ronnie, who he hasn't spoken to in five years, and yes. invite Ronnie to the wedding. And are we forgetting about the Stephen King-ass fucking old lady who wishes a curse on the plane? <laughs> like a, it's like a Stephen King character. It's like... That is a strange bit. I didn't understand that, but I felt like it was some sort of foreshadowing. <laughs> but I yes, to see the curse of Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah, I think she said like a plague of both your spouses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a plague of both your spouses. I am so high. Oh my god. Oh no. There's butt <laughs> rock on the board now. Yeah. <laughs> I am so high. <laughs> Kevin, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't either. Let's just um, keep going. So uh, Cher returns home uh, where she lives with her parents and her, her grandfather, her dad's dad. And uh, her dad is kind of like upset by the whole situation because he doesn't like Johnny. And uh, he's also saying she has bad luck with marriages, but she says like she's going to avoid the bad luck this time. She's doing it the right way, you know. What I mean? She's like every time you marry a guy, he fucking croaks. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Yeah, every time, the one other time. <laughs> but uh, so, and uh, Cher's mother asks her if she loves Johnny, and she says no. To which she says, "That's good." <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I said the gender roles in this movie and the values are very healthy. <laughs> So uh, Cher then calls Ronnie, Johnny's brother, who is played by Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. The, the man we've all been waiting it's to Nicolas see. It's Nicolas Cage. Why not? Yeah. And he is looking fucking smoking again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see that fucking chest hair he's got? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's looking pretty good in this one, I do have to say. Yeah, yeah. He, even in his uh, messy state where he's, like, unshaven and... Uh, you know, well, I, I like a little stubble, a so I do too. It kind of uh, it, it rubbed me the right way, and I bet it would rub really the right way <laughs> if I was. To know. But um, well, with one of those hands, he could really rub something the right way. If you know what I mean? But uh, come she, on, she she calls Cage, and Cage immediately basically yells at her and hangs up, saying, "What's wrong between us can never be right." Uh, so then she goes to the bakery he works at to see him in person and convince him to come, and uh, Cage is. Very, very dramatic about the whole thing, uh, saying that Johnny ruined his life, and he yes. he delivers a yeah. pretty famous line, but not before threatening to kill himself in front of Cher yes. so that she could tell yeah. him that on his. And do do you wedding. mind if I say the very famous line? Uh, go for it. Yeah. I don't care. I ain't no freaking monument to justice. I lost my hand. <laughs> I lost my bride. Johnny is his hand. Johnny has his bride. You want me to take my heartache and put it away? And forget. <laughs> And that's that was line. beautiful. That was incredible. Um, yeah. Also, uh, incredible scene because the the whole reason that he he hates his brother is because his brother uh, wanted a fucking loaf of bread and he got his hand chewed off while he was yeah, wasn't cutting paying it? attention. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, he was putting it through like a bread shredder and wasn't paying close enough attention because Johnny distracted him somehow and his hand went into that and he lost. Uh, all his fingers, it looked like. Yeah, he was distracted by the fact that his brother is 37 years older than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> when Cage's fiance at the time heard what had happened to his hand, she left him for another man. So, like, uh, Cage is still not over this five years later. He feels that uh, Johnny completely ruined his life, even though... Really, it sounds like his own negligence, but... Yeah, he's also paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I can kind of relate because uh, I'm one of those people where, uh, you know, anything goes wrong in my life and I'm finding someone to blame that's not me, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Everyone uh, needs somebody to blame for their own fucking shitty mistakes. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to fuck up your own hand, would you? I mean, yeah. why would he do that? And to be fair, that was, that was his jack-off hand, too, so, like, he's got to find really somebody to fucking blame about it. And I also liked that uh, when they, he reveals his wooden hand, uh, and it's uh, very clearly just a person's hand with, like, a wood topping on it. <laughs> yeah. just like, well, I, it looked like you could kind of see the palm of his hand, but I assumed just his fingers were gone or something. And yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I bought it, but um, <laughs> I'm stupid, so. Yeah. <laughs> Cher basically convinces Cage to let her make him dinner while they discuss things. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we do see in a cutaway that Cher's father, and I feel like I'm going to say her father and mother a bunch and should have noted the characters' names, but did not. Um, um, old, old stereotype, <laughs> male, old stereotype female. <laughs> uh, Rose and Cosmo. Uh, yes. That's it. Yeah. I remember Cosmo because, uh, and uh, I mean, I just thought of the Fairly Odd Parents mostly. But, um, and I, I think you forgot, too, that Nick Cage likes his steak well done in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's no, that's coming up. Okay. Although I didn't mention that. So, yes, he does. But um, another travesty. So she goes over to his place and is making a steak that he asked for. Well done. But she basically just makes it medium rare and tells him he'll like it. She tells him that he's like a wolf who chewed off its own paw to get out of a trap because he wanted to get out of that marriage with his fiance. Uh, and then he's like, what are you doing, Mary and Johnny? Johnny's a fool who distracted me and made me lose my hand. And Cher says that she's only doing it because she has no love or passion in her life. So that's just what she's going to do. And then in a moment of passion and like rage, I don't know, Cage seems angry. Well, to be fair, uh, we shouldn't put the words rage in Nick Cage in a sentence ever. Yeah. Knowing I, the history of the podcast. It's good to forget that film. But uh, Cage <laughs> leans in and kisses Cher and takes her to bed and... They, uh... And they fuck. Yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never uh, really explicitly stated. Um, well, I don't know. I, there I think, was, like, them making out and, like, moaning while Ash Yeah, is, I, I yeah. think, yeah. like, Nick some, uh, after his nice dick dinner, had some pussy sound. I mean, personally, uh, freaking, I moan when I'm getting a freaking back rub, baby. Sure. So maybe she was just, uh, you know, applying some essential oils. And frankly, I'm sometimes I'm moaning when I'm just having a wholesome evening in with the guys. Yeah, I mean, I freak. I moaned watching G Force. That's how much I loved it. Yeah, mm. it's like, oh god. I, I, I think I moaned for a different reason during G Force. It was more Galifin of a groan. Uh, yeah, um, it was more for Zach Galifianakis and Will Arnett. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> then uh, that night, pretty much everyone in town notices like how big and beautiful and the the full moon is that yes. night over, and, over the twin towers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of shots of the twin towers in this one. Yeah, um, there's actually a deleted scene where the uh, moon comes crashing down. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I believe that was a combo of World Trade Center and Majora's Mask, right? Yes, exactly. No. Uh, Dave purist, so. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, like, basically everyone in town is, like, staring at this moon and they're being overcome with either love or longing for love. The next morning, Cher wakes up next to Cage and basically immediately panics, uh, saying she's going to ruin her luck again by doing things untraditionally. Um, Cage says that he's in love with her, but Cher insists that they never see each other again. 
But uh, Cage agrees on the condition that she goes to the opera that night with him. And uh, she she agrees, uh, basically quickly does her jobs, then goes to the hair salon, gets her hair done nice, buys some fancy clothes to get ready for the opera, and uh, then gets ready and takes a cab out to the opera house where she finds sta- uh, Cage kind of standing by a fountain, dressed up nicely, looking anxious. Um, looking like a straight vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. Kind of like a snackish vampire, though. Well, yeah, definitely snackish. He does look pretty handsome, I have to say. This is one of his most handsome roles. Yes. Yeah, between this both, and uh, Red both Rock the Scraggles and cleaned up, he cleans yes. up nice. Yeah, I was gonna say Red Rock West and this are like pretty tied for me. Oh, and uh, Zandali. Yes, Zandali, absolutely. <laughs> I I don't want to think about that. Movie. Thoughts on Zandali, Liz? What uh, what what are your thoughts on Zandali? That movie was really wild. It is. It's, it's very problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had an accent in that one. Oh. Yo, yeah, he was. Uh, like, I think he had a bit like of a New Orleans or something. Yeah, New Orleans yeah. accent. Yeah, he he tries that a lot, but it doesn't really work. Um, and he also tries uh, sexual assault a lot, and <laughs> and just ju- just downright oh. rape in that movie. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, movie, that, was, that one was crazy. Yeah, that that's a <laughs> big trigger warning before uh, watching that movie because holy shit. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, and I had never heard of that one. Yeah, yeah I had neither. Yeah, same here. Uh, but it's a uh, despite. Uh, all the all the terrible things about it. It's a family favorite on yeah. this show. <laughs> if you really like sex, you like Zandali. I'll just say. That. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to audience specifically. Uh, uh, yeah, I recommend it. Absolutely. Like sex said, or Zandali? Uh, to, to the audience, both. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that's fair. All right. Hell yes. <laughs> It uh it also seems that uh, Cosmo is with his like mistress at the opera that night as well, although Cher doesn't notice at first. But uh, meanwhile, uh, Rose is dining alone at the local Italian restaurant because she's sad because she knows her husband is out with another woman, and she sees John Mahoney, uh, Fraser's dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's important <laughs> yes uh, maybe this is fraser's mom we don't know <laughs> I don't, but um yeah the, the moon really should have been hovering over the space needle yeah uh, i think <laughs> just on the opposite side of the country <laughs> uh but uh she sees john mahoney get a drink thrown in his face and his date storming off and the two of them decide to have dinner together instead of each having it alone yeah she sees a man who uh clearly um is uh not great at dating and she th- Thinks, you know, why not go on a date with this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Apparently Mahoney, too, like teaches communications at NYU, which I think is it's just funny to teach communications and see a date go that badly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he, uh, uh, he needs to freaking uh, recheck his lesson plan, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> After their like brief dinner together, uh, Rose starts to like walk down the street on Mahoney's arm, but bumps into her father-in-law who does live with them walking his dogs uh, he gives her like a little like surprised, depressed look and walks away. Yeah, he's got like 30 dogs and he just keeps saying like, Bafangilia. Yeah, it's just and... yelling random Italian things at the dogs. Hey, mama um... mia. I'm a walking over here. <laughs> uh, I think his, uh, the character's name is, uh, yeah, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, uh... yes I like it all right, You know, it's just like that. Basically, uh, Mahoney tries to get into Rose's house, but she says, like, no, no, I'm a married woman and I'm too old for you anyways. And he walks away kind of disappointed. So at the opera, Cage and Cher, like, uh, they they have a moment together where 
Cher is like crying as she watches like the opera performers giving it their all. Um, and she like loves the show. And on the way out, uh, she sees her father and his mistress. And basically, Cosmo and Cher agree to say they didn't see each other there because yeah, it's, a, it's pretty much the bro code. Afterwards, like uh, on the way home, Cage tries to convince Cher that they should be together and that she's throwing her life away, selling herself short being with Johnny because Johnny's a, he's a schmuck. He's a fool who made him lose his hand. <laughs> and, uh, do we do we ever find out uh, why Ronnie doesn't give a shit that his mom is dying? Uh, I think she I think he said like a line in passing that his mom never liked him. Or, oh, OK, because the whole like time that. I was wondering, like, uh, are are you going to like visit your dying mother at any point or are you just going to keep like uh sleeping with your brother's fiance well i think the thing is that there's just so <laughs> much bread to make he just doesn't have the time that's true that's true uh, i mean bread in every sense of the word he's making it he's making those fucking stacks so Cher says like she needs to go she's still marrying johnny and she's not giving up on that but then cage gives her like a sort of impassioned speech about how like they're, they're put on this earth to make mistakes and love the wrong people and do all the wrong things, but still enjoy the moments of it as it comes along. And this pretty much convinces her, and she goes into his apartment with him. But then the very next scene, we see Johnny, uh, Danny Aiello, is returning from Sicily, and he shows up at Cher's house. What the heck? Get out of here. What are you doing at my house? Yeah, what, what, what the hell, buddy? Uh, she, she isn't there, but uh, her mother is, and uh, Rose and uh, Johnny talk a bit, and... Johnny says there's been a miracle and that his mother has fully recovered. Uh, apparently, after he told his mom that uh, he was getting married, his mom just, like, got up. Like, all the color went back to her face and she started making dinner for everybody there. Yeah, she was so fucking mad that uh, <laughs> she just came right back to life. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think I saw that song, Evan, that Evanescence song was about. Yeah, bring me to life. It's uh, uh, if you if you read between the lines, it's about uh, being pissed that your son is getting married um, because uh, it's I don't know, it's a Freudian thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the next day, uh, Cher returns home. Cher is extremely happy until Rose tells her that Johnny is back, and she starts freaking out. Uh, then Cage shows up at the door, saying it's time to get like everything on the table, and he like demands to like sit down. And uh, Rose offers him like some oatmeal. Uh, Cosmo. Uh, steps on down, and uh, they're uh, Cosmo's dad. I don't remember his name. Uh, Chef Boyardee, I think Mike calls Chef him. Boyardee, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, and all five of them have uh, breakfast together. Rose confronts Cosmo about his affair, and uh, he says he'll stop, and she tells him he also has to go to confession because they're, they're a religious family here. It's important to get those sins off your chest, you know? Yeah. Get, and to be fair, talk about confessional. I don't think we should trust Nick Cage in a confessional ever again in a movie. Yeah, I was Why a little bit you nervous. Why to remind me of that? <laughs> well, Nick Cage isn't going into it. It's it's uh, Cher's not real dad, but, but dad still, confessional movie. and Nick Cage should not be in the same sentence together. It's true. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're past that. <laughs> so uh, finally, Johnny shows up and he says he can't marry Cher because if he does, he thinks his mother is going to die. So. Uh, I, I don't know how he got this idea in his head exactly, but... Uh, it's just uh, it's obvious correlation. You know, classic just, Italian yeah. superstition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you see your mom, and she doesn't die, and you're like, you know what? That commitment thing, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. That's just how it works. I mean, uh, so in his mind, he tells his mom he's getting married, and it reanimates her and brings her back to life. Um, and then uh, he wants to 
kill her? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like either like yeah, I, I don't really get there. There's you should like do the opposite. Yeah, I feel I feel like it makes more sense that uh, him not getting married would uh, kill her, but maybe he actually does want her dead. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he does. He wants that inheritance of fifteen margarita pizzas. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and some oh gnocchi. God. Yeah, and but, some ragu. Basically, as soon as they hear that, uh, as soon as they hear that, Cage then immediately proposes to share, like literally giving her his the ring that was from her uh, his brother, which I believe he got from one of those uh, like coin dispenser things at the buffet. Oh yeah, put your quarters in. Yes, like one of those plastic rings. No, it was his pinky. It was yeah. Well, that's where he got it, but it was Uh, his pinky ring. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's true. That he got from the old country buffet back in like 2012. Yes. Cher says yes and says she's like madly in love with him, which her mother says is a shame. And uh, they all pop champagne and celebrate and uh, that's Amore plays again. And that's that's pretty much the whole movie right there. Yeah. Basically a, a fucking really big pizza pie. This one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this movie like remind me of all the good times in New York City, like Italians being stereotypes, probable future domestic violence and the 9-11. With mm-hmm. Twin Towers in the background. So, like, everything about this movie is very emblematic of 9-11. Yeah. Um, and New York City. And but I'm not getting where the the probable future domestic violence came from. I mean, but. you got to think about it. I mean, anyone who got married before 1998 like, has beaten their wives. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> How many okay, of those I mean, are I, cops? What? Uh, is that because everybody uh, prior to 1998 uh, was a cop? Yes, that's <laughs> true. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, overall thoughts, everybody? Um, I liked it. I, I will say I was expecting it to be a little, especially from the, you know, Nick Cage's legendary line in the bottom of the bakery. I was expecting it to be a little bit more like, like wild in its portrayals, but it was, it was a pretty muted film otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, it was good. Uh, uh, Liz, uh, what, uh, what makes this a, a top contender for you? Well, it's interesting for me to hear you guys talking about it. Having seen it as adults and knowing nothing about it. <laughs> this movie came out when I was like eight years old. Bold to call any of us adults, but thank you. Yes, exactly. And uh, I remember watching it just over and over, you know, and my whole family loved it. We enjoyed it. Um, it was a huge hit, won all those Academy Awards. And Absolutely. it is kind of old fashioned movie, it, even at the time. Yes. It, the it's way- like a 1940s movie. Yeah, the way I see it, like all the characters and their like traditions, and I'm like, I don't understand any of this. Like, this was a movie that was not made for my generation at all. Yeah, I think we should probably remake this one uh, with like uh, Tinder. Uh, they like <laughs> she they she, they meet on Tinder because uh, they're in. A... Yeah, that's the only way we'll understand this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and anything and, and beyond they, that. They meet at the at Nick Cage's character is like at a Starbucks instead of the big shop. <laughs> no. He's uh, in a Zoom call with his dying mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying of COVID. <laughs> okay, now yeah. we're, we're on to yeah. something. Everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. She's, she's on a... We've got to write up the remake of this yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. She's attached to a breathing apparatus in a bed next to Jordan Peterson. Yeah, and, and, and the story about how uh, instead of losing his hand, he lost his phone. Like, I wasn't paying attention, and I dropped my phone in the nah. blender. Yeah. I, I, my I lost <laughs> my phone! I lost my friends with benefits! <laughs> All my uh, uh, freaking Pepe memes were on so that thing. I'm thinking, um, based. Wait, based. Who, do, who, who do we get for the two main actors for this modern day one? <laughs> to replace Cher? Uh, I'm thinking like Ariana Grande. 
No, I, I think we should get like like well, Hannah Manjo and uh, Jake Paul. Oh, well, those have to be a okay. This is star. that's like the worst movie I can think of. <laughs> Why'd you uh, have to do that? Jake Paul and then yeah. Logan Paul in drag yeah. as the wife. No, we get we get we get fucking. No, they they'd just be the brothers. That yeah. obviously makes sense. No, no, no let's, okay. Let's, okay. let's get SS Sniper Wolf and PewDiePie together. Oh god. Um, um I don't know. They're riffing on this. I gotta say, I love this movie. I thought this was a really good movie. I'm not Maybe trying to rip on the movie. Uh, no, the movie's good. I'm just saying our remake is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see, it has to be a pop superstar and a major sex symbol, so I'm gonna say, like, uh, uh, Kesha and Joe Rogan. <laughs> What about Adam Driver? Ooh. Oh, my. Okay, yeah, I mean... Adam I'm, Driver could easily play Nick Cage's character. Do you think Marriage Story was uh, attempting to be a, a remake of this movie? I didn't actually see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one of those good movies that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see it either, but it's famous for, like, really over-the-top monologues, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah... Nicholas Cage, uh, Cage should have punched a hole in a wall for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess he didn't want to break his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. he didn't want to lose his other hand. Well, yeah. well to be fair, I think uh, speaking of punching holes in the wall, we should. Who who would be the Kyle of this remake? Ooh. Um, get well, Machine Gun Kelly in there. Yeah, get, get some MGK in there. He's oh. kind of. Uh, this remake is going to be so good, dude. MGK is uh, is is uh, unique in that he's uh, already one of our best musicians and our best actors. So, all in so one, yes, so. Uh, remake of Moonstruck uh, exclusively on YouTube Red. Yes, uh, or uh, Quibi, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> or Redbox's streaming platform next to Fanatic. Oh God. But yeah, um, you know maybe this movie is a little like traditional or something like that. But there's something about it that this movie is like. Really charming. The characters yeah. are like intensely likable. You know, that's the thing. Like. Sometimes and it just hits like a pizza pie. That's some more. It's more. And you know, this the the movie when Moonstruck hit my eye, it was like a big pizza pie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is a very charming movie. Um, I like to think that it's kind of uh, a lot like me, and that it's uh, pretty funny and very sexy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. And also, I feel like this was, like, the the last age of movies that could just show, like, and, like, insinuated people were having sex and still be a PG movie. Mm. Yeah. Which is kind um, of interesting. I'm down it, for it. Uh, as always, PG does stand for pretty good, and yeah. that's what I would rate this movie. The, the one complaint I have kind of about this is maybe the, the ending feels a little convenient. Like, everything got wrapped up really quickly and nicely. But, I mean, it's a romantic comedy movie, so it's kind of to, to be, be fair, expected. though, I think, I think at uh, least the... Um, um, Johnny like breaking off the engagement with her just for convenience does like r- line up with that character really fucking well. Oh yeah, like it's it, true. It, honestly, even though it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, I I kind of think that that was like he was literally just trying to make an excuse for why he didn't want to get married to her. Yeah, I don't I, think he actually meant it. Uh, I mean, as as Liz mentioned, this was uh you know e- kind of old fashioned even at the time, and I feel like it's just a good old fashioned uh happy ending. Yeah. It's true. I mean, like, I, I was expecting it to be a happy ending at the end, but yeah. uh, like, like it, the it, it's, not, it's not really a complaint. I was just saying it could have, you know, it, it seems a little convenient, but it's not. Yeah, not. just texting like, like the, trash ending. The, the values of this movie, like, like, yeah, back in the 40s, like, even people wearing zoot suits back then would have been like, yo, man, this, this ow, what the fuck is this, yo? As they'd be like. <laughs> they have those fucking zoot suit. Uh, slang slinging motherfuckers from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I don't. Well, fu- I don't fuck with these. I don't fuck with these. I don't fuck with these morals, bro. You're talking about David Byrne, right? Just a giant suit. Talking about uh, swag. 
Swag, yeah. <laughs> when the swag goes by. <laughs> Watching the swag go by. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really like this movie. Yeah, I like it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say. Um, I feel like I probably have to watch it again when it comes out on Criterion next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Criterion. Uh, I did pre-order it after seeing this uh, <laughs> uh, movie number one thousand fifty-six. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good movie. I would say uh, it it lived up to the expectations. I was very eager to to hate this movie because everybody told me I had to like it. Um, and I just, you know, I had to be honest uh, with myself and freaking like this movie. I was very eager to, like, understand why, like, Nick Cage didn't have a hand in this movie. Yeah. And I was glad I finally found out why. Because it's a great story. It's a great story, <laughs> yes. Prompted with uh, threats of suicide as well. Yeah, oh. God. Yes, the, well... Well, that was as revenge against his brother. And to be fair, that's that's why I said probable domestic violence, because that is a very abusive tactic. That is true, but uh, he was trying to abuse his brother, not not his brother. It would have been funny, though, if... uh, uh, No, I'm not trying to excuse that. When they, like, woke up the morning after... I think he was just fucking around, but... uh, It would be funny if he was like, meet me at the opera tonight or I'll kill myself. (laughs) God. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of all I have to say on Moonstruck at the moment. Yes, uh, I was going to say uh, we're going to do a summary. Oh yeah, Dave, uh, did you catch any of the uh, the what Moonstruck was about? No. Okay. What? Nope. What? What? Yeah, I didn't what? think so. What? Yeah, that's uh, that's what? kind of exactly. Let's do it. I'm I'm Let's legit. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legit He's pretty high up there apparently. Considering that there's a character in this movie named Rose And she probably gets a kiss I don't know if I paid attention They didn't play Kiss from a Rose by Yeah um, And she uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that kind of works with this movie too but <laughs> That's true um, And I think uh, the one thing um, If I could make a really bad joke is that uh, 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 R- R- Rose uh, should have freaking found the heart of the freaking uh, ocean. Uh, yeah. um, and that's, we'll just put some applause in there. <laughs> so yeah, then I guess we would go on to Mike's Amazon reviews. So I do have some uh, fantastic reviews from the uh, general public. Um, I think some definite Italians in here. So authentic to the bone. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> The light that you shine can't be seen. We're going to get sued for this episode for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, between all the black eyed peas and the seal. Um, no. I have a review from Eleonora Puglisi, uh, who's got to be uh, Italian. Uh, and Eleonora says I received Moonstruck DVD in a timely manner but have the Bose player couldn't read the DVD which was very disappointing I tried viewing on my computer but to no avail this has led me to believe that it was a pirated copy otherwise there would be no reason not to be able to view very disappointed Uh, so sorry to uh, Eleonora I hope you got that figured out yeah Um, hopefully the pirated copy you bought on DVD from Amazon uh I, I mean, is, is you can get a refund. Is it pirated in the same way that the Borat DVD one looked pirated? Or <laughs> yeah, I, I hate when I get a DVD from Amazon in the mail and it's just like a CDR or DVDR <laughs> in a fucking yeah. jewel case. Yeah, CDR says Moonstruck and then right underneath it says Big Booty Bitches of LA too. 
I have a review from Florentino E. Ortiz, uh, who I says... He's fucking like Iberian waves. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Florentino says, I saw this movie a long time ago. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, at least he's seen it. I have a review from Beach Life, uh, who wrote a review called If You're Italian. And Beach Life says, watch this movie with my Italian friends. Loved it. Non-Italians don't get it. And it was not enjoyable to them. Almost painful to watch. Damn. So See, I'm not Italian. Although, like, uh, I think half of the other regulars on this podcast are Italian. Yeah, you uh, gotta be a paisan to really get yeah. this. Jess is just pretending to have understood this movie um, because she thinks it makes her smarter or whatever. No, I just, uh, I get it because I went to Mike's house a lot when he was a kid. And I listened yeah. oh, to yeah. him yeah. yell in uh, New York Italian accents. I mean, the, the most Italian place I've been to is Niagara Falls, Canada. That should tell you how Italian I am. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot of pasta sauce there, so. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. Are there not a lot of Italians in Wisconsin? No. Um, there, everybody's There's, German here, I think. Yeah, literally everyone's either German or Polish here. Yeah. Or Scandinavian, oh, too. Hey, I'm Italian. Yeah. Oh, well, I, you're I said not half of here, the others, though. and when Taylor on, said he wasn't. Yeah. Dave's from Illinois, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're... He's, uh, he's a certified deep dish paisan. This next review is from Bill H., which I uh, mm-hmm. believe is probably Bill Hader. Um, <laughs> and Bill H. says, Was a gift. No review. Three stars. Uh, Wait. So. Wait. Um, again, you uh, don't have to review stuff on Amazon. This. Wait, course, so, so he gifted it. He gifted a movie he didn't watch. Uh, no, received as a gift. Okay. So not even a verified purchase. Uh, this person got it, Wait. logged on to Amazon, and then said, uh, I don't have a review. Three stars. <laughs> He uh, just needs to log it. The, the, uh, yeah, this was before Letterboxd. Uh, so maybe it's his way of putting it on his watch list. I don't know. I yeah. guess. Uh, I have a review from D. Jackson uh, who says, Prime then not Prime? What? <laughs> Very disappointed. We started watching the movie, didn't finish it, went back two days later, and it was no longer on Prime. It was on my watch list. How can you change it in the middle of the movie? <laughs> it's a great movie. Love it. Wanted to watch it. Had seen it years ago. Amazon, what up? Um, so, yeah, it's, I think uh, before, uh, you know, Amazon takes anything down off Prime, they should just make sure that nobody's uh, in the paused middle. it in the middle. Yeah. Uh, two days ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's kind of like, like when the uh, Xbox Live like servers went down and people were still playing Halo 2 for like days at a time to make sure the servers were still up. Yeah, um, and oh, just and, do that for Moonstruck. Uh, I have a review from Corey Hate or Height. I don't know um, who. How's uh, it spelled? H a i g h t. Oh, Corey Hate, because Corey hates this movie. He wrote a review called "Italians: The Movie." To be fair, if that were a movie, I would watch that. Yeah, we watched it. It's called Moonstruck. Italian Job 2, more Italians. Uh, Italian Job is definitely something on Urban Dictionary. Corey writes, uh, it's just an Italian movie talking the entire time. So boring, I couldn't care less. Uh, Two stars. (laughs) At least it's more substantive than a couple of them. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, better than the one word reviews. To be, I don't know. I disagree with that review intensely, and maybe I'm laughing at like stereotypes here or something. But I, I thought this movie was great. And, Would you disagree uh, though that it's Italian just an Italian characters. movie talking all the time? 
I don't know that it's an Italian movie talking all the time. I I don't, I don't even. How is that split up grammatically? I don't understand. Uh, I I mean I don't know the intended uh, <laughs> sentence there, um, but I would have to agree that uh, Italian too much in this talking movie. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> got a review from Mark Thirty Three who says share. Makes me want to vomit in my mouth, gargle with it, and spit it on the ceiling. Uh, not really the vibe I got uh, from this movie. Yeah, not uh, what not what I got. You know, honestly, like, like what, why does he hate on share that much? She's like, great well, in this okay, movie. Listen. Looks fantastic. What is vomit? We got him. Turn back time is not a good song. I understand where he's coming from. I mean, and, turn and back time is not that great. I'm not into a lot of her music, but like, I don't know. It's not vomit inducing. She invented auto tune. Well, so I hope this guy's yes. not a Lil Yachty fan and because I, just, I will uh, destroy him. To be fair, Cher has a song that's very based on this movie. Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that is actually about this movie. Um, yes. Uh, I will say though, Cher is pretty cute in this movie. Yeah, she looks great. Um, and th the original lyrics to that was, uh, do you believe in uh, love after life? I killed my husband by accident. Uh -huh. um, ran, do you believe ran into in, my knife. That's what do you it, believe in life after losing your hand and your pride? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a review from Hank Reardon who says, caricatures. All the men are stupid jerks who screw up their own lives and the lives of those around them. Fortunately for the safety of New York City... All the women are wise, patient, and nurturing, and manage to get all the bozos back on track. No wonder why my wife thinks this is the best movie of all time. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that review, though. It's yeah, just object I, everything in that in the what he's saying is just objectively true. I don't yeah, it's just why like you got to stop that. discriminating against men, basically. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is an MRA review. <laughs> we we uh we have it pretty hard in this yeah. society. Listen, all I Absolutely. want is for men to go You're their own so... way around here. <laughs> Uh, oh my god no that that <laughs> sorry taylor thinks that was stevie nicks in this movie uh <laughs> I have a review from jr who says okay <laughs> too much talking for me uh this uh this is a movie jr um, an italian guy with an itchy scalp waits for dessert to ask an italian woman to marry him <laughs> meanwhile his brother with a wooden hand in a pizza shop and their mother try to stop the wedding it's not a pizza shop it's a bakery <laughs> yeah uh, well you bake pizza so uh oh um there's a lot of strange cultural dialogue and customs in this movie i did not understand <laughs> if you don't enjoy listening to a lot of conversation in kitchens and bedrooms i would avoid this one okay uh jess do you have any opinions on that <laughs> I, i'm freaking i have no fucking idea uh, I don't know what to say about that. He's just like, fuck. Um, I have a couple more. Uh, 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 Laura uh, says, didn't order this movie one star. Uh, uh, Deborah <laughs> Moonstruck is goddamn comedy garbage. Who um, who writes uh, Moonstruck? Yeah, more like Moon Suck. <laughs> oh. uh, one yes, star. We, we do know that Deborah is your, your like female alter ego. So Yes. Um, and then my last review is from Allison Clayton, who writes, Rapid Delivery, love this movie. One star. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't, you got it quickly. Were, what more could you want? You love the movie. movie. <laughs> One star. Did they think that the less stars, the better? Yeah, because yeah, it's like five. That's too many stars. It would, uh, you know, knock the movie down into the garbage off your shelf. <laughs> you know, listen, I, I liked how fast this movie came. And honestly, really good movie. 
fuck this movie. <laughs> I really love this movie, and for that reason, uh, don't buy it because I have shit taste. Yeah, it's I don't like know. An older, I don't know what... like, yeah, movie came quick. Good movie. I hate it. I really love this movie, and that's why I don't want you to buy it because I want to buy all of the stock yes. of the DVDs. Yeah, it's like the person who wanted to buy all those Shaq Fu. They just want to get all the DVD copies. Extra. <laughs> So oh, those God are damn. the uh, Amazon reviews, um, and I think that wraps it up for Moonstruck. Well, yeah, uh, so that's everything for Moonstruck right now. Just uh, We're going to take a short little break, and then we'll be back to you with G-Force, the returning champion. Champion. I was waiting for you guys to bring up Brian Singer. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, I, we've I been slacking like, on the Brian Singer. Well, I can't believe it. We haven't mentioned him yet. Well, we're going to talk about I Brian was, Singer. Like, what the hell? We're going to talk about Brian Singer probably more so in G Force. I feel like G Force is more of a Brian Singer movie. See, uh, this is something I say frequently, but big mistake for Cher not to be an X Men first class because then I would have brought it up right away. Oh my god, yeah. To be fair, Cher should have played Storm. She actually Cher should have played Mystique uh, because Jennifer Lawrence is a real bummer as Mystique. Uh, well, you know, was it Rebecca Romaine? Was that her name? Yeah, yeah. Rebecca I mean, Romaine Stamos. Yes, true. I think oh, Rebecca they're divorced Romaine. now too. Yeah, yes, they, they are, are. divorced. Um, but which she was at the time. Well, pretty cool to I, I uh, believe, kiss Uncle Jesse. Yes, <laughs> I, I believe she got married to someone with the last name of Lettuce. <laughs> God, that was that was horrible. I'm sorry. That was really fucking bad. That, 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 that was, was quite uh, the dad joke. <laughs> was she I mean, married to Jerry O'Connell? I, I I am very much of a family man. So wait, she's married to Jerry O'Connell now. I think so. Oh, okay. More like yeah. uh, I was gonna say scary O'Connell, but <laughs> he's handsome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> late on the drop. Family but... man drop was like 30 seconds late. <laughs> uh, he's got to make up for it. Um, Are we recording, Dave? Start recording, because then we'll switch. No. No. What? What? No. Okay, I think that means we're recording. I think we're recording. Dave, go go eat something. (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking losing it up there. Uh, Well, with the budget that we give him, he can't even fucking buy anything. (laughs) Yeah, the budget that we give him, uh, pretty hard to buy food on the budget that we give Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, uh, eventually we'll get $10 in the Patreon and we'll actually break even well, and start paying people. Well, we're already 60% there. So, but I Oh, feel like, shit. Was there an ooh-ah on that? Yeah. Uh, once, once we do start paying people, Dave is fairly low on the totem pole, even though... Do ah 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 All right. Oh, yeah. Dave. But, um... All right. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, we're going to talk about G-Force now. This is a returning champion from round one. I hate this movie, so I'm going to go make a salad. Okay. (laughs) Go eat, but also, see, Dave's cranky because he hasn't eaten. He doesn't hate this movie. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it. I hate this movie. Oh, I thought you left already. Go go away. <laughs> go, go eat, Dave. Everyone <laughs> here definitely has super positive feelings about this one. I honestly uh, have very positive feelings about this movie. I mean, mostly HIV whoa. positive feelings about oh, this movie. God. Classic? What? Uh, you yeah. almost like animal cruelty. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, classic really. comedy. It's got farts. It's got uh, probably endangering <laughs> yes. animals. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, Richard Gere was responsible for the production. Part oh, of the production no. of this movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> forward, he was like one of the angel investors of this movie. Uh, Richard Gere was uh, the producer, which is why they had to go in and animate all the guinea pigs, which they weren't planning to do originally. <laughs> Um, well, there's that scene in the beginning. Oh, you know, that's, we, we should wait until we get to the synopsis. Okay. Here. Well, uh, G-Force, just, just a quick refresher on all the stats about this one. It came out in 2009. This movie is rated PG. Wait, how um, the fuck is this movie the same rating as Mo- uh, Moonstruck? Yeah, when Moonstruck like, literally has sex in it. I, they, they it was a different time. It. And <laughs> also... Well, to be fair, this movie is animal cruelty, so it should be rated R. I think... Uh, Let's see, there's uh, 15 farts in this movie, so uh, if there had been three more farts, it would have to be PG-13. Uh, <laughs> uh, the guinea pigs were uh, horny. That's the, oh, it, yeah, it, they yeah. were very horny. They were very horny, uh, and also, uh, it, it's kind of odd that we give these guinea pigs the technology to be able to speak, uh, and they already you know, talk just like us, and they say things that are... Uh, irrelevant to them and would only make sense for a human. So that's yeah. <laughs> um, if if my cat uh, or my dog could talk, um, they would say like, "Hey, uh, uh, how come you didn't freaking get me those Gucci boots? Uh, yeah, freaking over here that yeah. I like well, to the, wear. Were them apple bottom jeans? <laughs> yeah, with the boots <laughs> with the fur." Um, <laughs> oh, is Dave back up there already? <laughs> that was like record time. Whoa. Okay, it's still playing, but, um... So this was directed by Hoyt H. Yeatman Jr., a band with a hell of a name. Yeah. Written by Cormac and Marianne Weberly. Who also wrote... Uh... National Treasure. Oh, yes, they did. Okay. Oh, sure! And Charlie's Angels' Full Throttle. Uh, to be fair, I mean, literally, those movies will win Cage Fight, because uh, Charlie's Angels has Nick Cage in it, right? It should. Uh, oh, fuck. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, to be fair, that, was that the one directed by Mick G and starring Crispin Glover? That's the first one. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Because uh, Crispin Glover is the hair sniffer, which actually that should have been Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, this is produced by Walt Disney Pictures and Jerry Bruckheimer Films. Uh, a runtime of 90 minutes and a budget of 150 fucking million dollars. <laughs> Which is insane! This is one of the That's biggest insane. budget movies we have ever seen on this show. In fact, I can't think of one that's higher off the top of my head. <laughs> it makes me wonder... The fucking gerbil guinea pig movie! It makes me wonder Gerbils if, like, and guinea pigs are very different. If, uh, but still, you heard me! <laughs> was Disney confident that this was going to be a hit or did did they just have enough money to piss away that they don't give a shit? Well, I I don't know. I feel like they must have thought it was a hit, uh, but they're not. They well, weren't wrong. I, I think this movie made just shy of three hundred million dollars, so it got back like twice its budget. I mean, I, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like Disney has since essentially disowned this movie. Like they 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 don't really. Uh, this isn't part of the 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 Disney canon really if, if you will yes uh for was, a movie is, that, is this part of the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> for, it, it actually probably is um 
I can't wait for the. They're going to cross over with Guardians of the Galaxy or some shit. Yeah, Robert it. Downey Gerbil. Uh, yes. Well, after, after Chris Pratt gets canceled, they'll replace Chris Pratt with all the with, uh, <laughs> with G Four. Tracy Morgan getting paid. Yes, I mean <laughs> Tracy Morgan uh, would be a definitely uh, fantastic Star Lord. Uh, yeah. So, and he probably doesn't have any "Don't Tread on Me" shirts. Uh, yeah. So, so Rotten Tomatoes just got twenty two percent from uh, critics, thirty nine percent from audiences. And that's that's twenty two percent of critics who uh, actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty two percent is pretty criminally low for this movie. Yeah, um, and you know, uh, as we say normally on this show, we love critics, we love the critics, yeah. and we hate the people. Um, but in this case, um, the critics are a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think the thing is that the critics actually counted how many fart jokes there were in this movie. They're like, oh, that's a percent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Going into a plot summary here, and we did do a very in depth plot summary of this one on episode eight. Uh, So go back and listen to that if you want something more in-depth. But right now I'm just going to do a quick, like, two-paragraph summary here. Uh, Zach Galifianakis runs an organization that uses animals for secret missions. Uh, Among them are the guinea pigs Darwin, played by Sam Rockwell, Juarez, played by Penelope Cruz, and Buster, played by Tracy Morgan, and uh, their mole ally, Speckles, who is played by Nicolas Cage. Yes. Why not? And, uh, they um, they are uh, being very ethical uh, in hiring these animals. Uh, extremely. <laughs> uh, the, the, actually, the uh, entire reason that they give them the ability to talk is so that they could consent to uh, working so it's not technically like slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all on the G-Force, or they're not actually named that, but uh, Buster, Tracy Morgan, a guinea pig, decides to name themselves that. Uh, are trying to stop a plan by Leonard Saber, a tech guru who is secretly plotting to take over the world with hidden chips in all of his gadgets, uh, that all the household appliances and stuff that he has around. And uh, this is called Project Clusterstorm and will begin in 24 hours. But uh, before they can take care of Saber, the G-Force program is being shut down by the FBI because it's a really stupid fucking idea. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) We've tried everything else. (laughs) Listen, when sometimes you just get like a multi-million dollar deal from Richard Gere, you can't let that shit fucking go. Maybe I mean, they just had a bunch of guinea pigs lying around and they're like, let's put them to work. To be fair, like shit like MK Ultra happened, so I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't some fucking G-Force-like program happening. But luckily the guinea pigs managed to get away before the feds get a hold of them and they continue going on their mission to expose Leonard Saber. Due to several setbacks, such as getting caught in a pet store and uh, one of the characters farting all the time. <laughs> They are unable to stop Clusterstorm from activating, and appliances all over the world turn into robots and start attacking people. And it seems this was not Saber's plan, but it was in fact Cage's, the the mole, all along. It's basically like taking taking revenge, basically doing eco-terrorism. Yep, doing eco-terrorism, because Cage wants to punish humans for having killed his family and been bad to animals in general. Which, but, honestly, uh, I kind of have sympathy for that. I do. As, as a vegetarian, like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, honestly, uh, Nick um, Cage mole character, you're the good guy. <laughs> yeah, as a vegetarian, uh, Nicolas Cage's character is probably the one uh, animal that I would actually eat. Looks pretty good, <laughs> pretty tender. Looking like a snack, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, it's a fucking multi, multi, like, fucking pronged nose he's got going on. Yeah. Oh, God. I want that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the guinea pigs are able to stop Nicolas Cage by convincing him that 
you know, it doesn't matter that your family was killed because we're your family now. You have yeah. us. We are family. And it doesn't matter and that humans are, you know, quickly spiraling the entire world into apocalypse. We're family. <laughs> yeah, we're family. Yeah. And then uh, basically the whole G-Force gets back together and having been proven that they can take down Saber, they uh, are getting their funding restored by the FBI and uh, they all party to some Black Eyed Peas songs and I think maybe some Flo Rida features or something oh, yeah. in there. And the whole gang, basically all the best <laughs> ringtone music from the 2008 is yeah. in this 2009 movie. Well, I think, uh, was Jason Derulo a thing yet? Because they could have... Probably. They should have got some Jason Derulo stuff should've, in there. Should have got some Derulo. Should have got some Chris Brown, maybe some Rihanna. You, uh, you heard that thing that... Um, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, but um, somebody who used to date... Uh, Jason Derulo says that he like shouts his own name during sex. Really? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Look it up. It's, I wouldn't uh, disbelieve that. So maybe he's busy doing that. I feel like I heard a similar thing about Mariah Carey. Uh, but that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Real yeah, diva. I, I, I am legit surprised they did not have like a single ladies moment in this movie. Beyonce song. Yeah, that I, that I, wasn't club banger in, enough because like the Black Eyed Peas songs, you know, that will catch the kids. But I feel like single ladies. Me, you maybe got to be a little bit older to 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 appreciate that one. Um, are you saying that like kids can't be can't relate to being single? Are you, <laughs> what are you What are you getting at? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I I just feel that maybe I'm insulting the Black Eyed Peas here, which gladly I'll do. But I feel like their songs are a little more childish. Well, l- l- let's suggest really I'm a B. Real uh, with you here right now. Okay? Oh, okay. The song choice in this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. All I want to do, man, is I just want to listen to some fucking Black Eyed Peas. I want to listen to some late 2000s ringtone music. I mean, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, fuck I yeah. When I think of ringtone music, I'm thinking more like Walk It Out and like... Uh, yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah, like, uh, like shitty like 2000s chain hang low yeah. and uh, That's the ringtone music I want to hear. Yeah. See, this is the, the ringtone rap that descended from ringtone rap. This is like the second wave ringtone rap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like there's, there's, the first like wave. A sec- I'm an OG. Just like the second um, wave of punk and emo, there's a second wave of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't forget, though, Jess, the best subgenre ever of music came out of crunk, crunkcore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Should have got some broken. Should have got some broken side in this movie. Oh God, um, I don't like it. But the kids do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. So that's that's the whole quick plot summary there. What's what's everybody's thoughts on this one? You know what? I was honestly expecting to hate this movie more than I I. Than I thought, but I didn't hate this movie. It's just kind of boring and stupid. Mm. I will say the fart jokes are very, very, very irritating, and they get old immediately. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 this movie's just too boring for me to like outright hate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's not a bad movie. I, I agree that it's just like. Uh, it just gets a little boring. Yeah, um, it does get a little boring. And what I'm going to say is actually surprising here. I enjoyed this more on the rewatch than I did the first time, or oh, at least okay. I didn't hate this as much as I remembered hating it initially. Well, it, it, there, there was there were a couple um, moments I wanted to talk about. Um, so no. there's, there's no. well, oh wait, well, Liz, uh, what are your immediate impressions? Also, uh, I I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? Looks, it? Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I wasn't even gonna watch it. I was like, I've seen it already. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to watch it again. And then today I said, you know what? I better do my due diligence and refresh my memory. And um, I put on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. And um, I was surprised. Like, I was laughing. 
You know, I, there was one part when one of them said, like, I got a need, a need for speed. Oh, yeah. There's another great line. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yippee Kaye coffee maker. Oh, yes. I do remember right. that. I took very specific note <laughs> of that in the first fuck? episode. So. <laughs> what? I, I know, obviously, like, kids who are watching this are going to see us, their parents. The parents are like, ha ha, I get that. They put that in for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that that was a fucking wild moment. I'm like, they really put that in this movie? Like a diehard reference? There's that one kid sitting in the theater that's like, Daddy, he meant to say Yippee-Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what, what were you, I think you were uh, you were not done, Liz. Or I, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, there's not much more to say. I mean, I, I did enjoy the music. Oh, and I, oh, yeah. I, I really do like this movie ripped off the mid-80s Stephen King movie, Maximum Overdrive. Which by is, having all the robots come to life and attack humans. I didn't think about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, his uh, son is planning on remaking. Really? Uh, oh, shit. Well, that's the thing. They can't really get ACDC back together because, of course, you know. Wait, his son recently. makes movies? Yes. Joe Hill. He's well, he's a writer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, thought, his, his I thought son, his son wrote books because I know he did write. No, his, his son directed one movie, I believe. Oh, okay. Yes. Hmm. It's pretty did he boring, do that TV but, show? Maybe that Nostradamus? Oh, oh, Maybe. Yeah, that might be right. I, I'm, I'm oh, not. I'm thinking of David Cronenberg's sure. kid. That's who made a movie. Jimmy Cronenberg. Yes, Jimmy Cronenberg. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, I do think it's funny that this movie ripped off Maximum Overdrive, uh, which I did not expect. And this movie also ripped off Ma- uh, Maximum Overdrive by instead of Black Eyed Peas, they just played ACDC. Oh. So. That um, was actually their original choice, but they're like, nah, we got to make it more hip for the kids. Yeah, I mean. Liz, were your kids freaking trying to watch this movie every day? Uh, like the everybody was saying in the Amazon reviews. <laughs> I think back then I remember we watched it a few times, but I could not get them to watch it with me tonight. Yeah, I, I, well, uh, I think that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very fair. Uh, uh, my older son watched Moonstruck with me. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Was that was that his first and, time? Uh, no, he had never seen it before, and uh, he he loves Nick Cage. Oh, oh hell yeah. yes. We should so get him on this excited. podcast now. That's our next guest. <laughs> he would do it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And um, he loves Nick Cage, and he said he liked the movie. He thought it was a little boring, but, you know, he enjoyed it. But, uh, no, he wouldn't watch D-Force with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? So he, has he had a bigger taste. role than I thought. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that that's true. He is uh, absent from a lot of the middle of this movie, but he shows up very solidly in the beginning and ends. Yeah, so. well, at one point he literally... They, they think he gets fucking crushed in a garbage compactor. Yeah. Which, once right. again, though, that is something that needs to be reiterated. There is a lot of animal cruelty in this movie. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I mean, but, at one point, Tracy Morgan's character literally says, I'm pretty sure this is animal cruelty, but yes. I love it. Where they where the kid uh, basically, like, makes the guinea pig, like, go around in a super fast, like, toy car. <laughs> and also, like, the one girl, like, basically forces a guinea pig to, like, dress up and wear makeup all the time. Like, exactly. That's animal cruelty. <laughs> Or like um, the mole girl going into the garbage compactor. That is animal cruelty. But, you know, all in a day's work for the G-Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, and once again, even though they exist in a world where humans don't give a fuck about them, are willing to completely exterminate them, and at the end of it, they're like, oh, you, you can be part of this evil machine called the FBI. They're like, yay! <laughs> yeah, they are, they're super bootlickery yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. rodents. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they I, I, I can't wait to help assassinate the guinea pig version of Fred Hampton next. <laughs> I mean, as Jess just mentioned, and, uh, and they send literally to uh, love guinea, animal cruelty. Yeah. And send uh, letters so. to, to, to guinea pig MLK telling him to kill himself. <laughs> like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't hate this movie, but man, 
there's a lot of bootlicking messages in this fucking movie. It doesn't play in 2020. No, it don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck feds. Yeah. Fuck five up. Uh, it we, was like the guy was shot with so much esteem. Yeah, exactly. Although it, Will Arnett did get a very honorable ending of having to go to Antarctica, so. That's true. Yes, where I believe the FBI has no jurisdiction. <laughs> well, to be fair, America does have uh, oh, we do a claim, but they can't enforce any laws over there. I oh, think yeah. we should fucking nuke Antarctica into the fucking Stone Age. That'd be a good idea, honestly. Hell yeah. I'm sick of them fucking penguins. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and those Chileans, those too, specifically. Yeah. Everybody's always like, it's melting, it's melting. And I'm like, fucking finish the job. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's speed this shit up. Yeah. I'm looking to end this world. But yeah, um... Some of my thoughts in here. There is a lot of Black Eyed Peas music in this. Mostly the same two songs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, I got a feeling and boom boom pow. Um, Gotta get that boom boom boom. <laughs> which the last time we watched this movie, I had not yet uh, made a habit of like clipping out the song "I Got a Feeling," <laughs> and so rewatching it, it was like. Those opening chords are—they just like—they uh, do hit different when you've heard the G Force Gang drop twenty times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so uh, that song is sort of uh, like a sleeper cell activator uh, for the for the G Force Army. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I'm gonna be out one day, and they're gonna be playing that song in some random place that I'm you're gonna, gonna snap to. Yeah, you're gonna get PTSD from it. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I didn't like at all was the the stupid and pointless Juarez Blaster Darwin love triangle that went on for no fucking reason. I don't know. I, Wait, which characters? Yeah. Uh, Penelope Cruz, Tracy Morgan, and Sam Rockwell. Those oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. think yeah, they that, just wanted something uh, for the uh, adults to enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, as adults, I certainly fucking enjoyed that. The, you know, with the, you know, the diehard references and the, the love triangles, uh, there's fun for everyone. Yes. <laughs> between animals. Yes. Specifically. Love triangles between animals. Hey, you know what? Love is love. Yeah. Love actually. I don't know. It's just a uh, poor, poorly characterized. Um, nobody seemed to care. They're all like, it felt like they were like, "Hey, we're supposed like you're supposed to be dating one of us because you're a girl, and yeah. and uh, we're all in a movie together. So like, well, who are you gonna choose?" And then she's like, "I don't know. Maybe both of you." And then they're like, "I'm confused." And that's the well, whole. My love thing is, plot. why are they trying to enforce uh, monogamous values? I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, okay. Why can't it be a guinea pig polycule? Yeah, I That's think true. Disney is really into the idea of polycules in its movies. But uh. yeah, and it, it, it started in two thousand six, about so they're they're fully yeah. into polycule territory by this point. Exactly. One little line that went by in passing, like near the very end. Uh, Penelope Cruz's character said she spent two hundred thousand hours in the simulator, which I would just like to say adds up to twenty two point eight years, <laughs> which is longer than the lifespan of a guinea pig by yes, a lot. She's a, a the Malcolm pig, Gladwell uh, of rarely lives longer than eight years but yeah she definitely got well more than her ten thousand hours in <laughs> in fact uh 20 times that <laughs> uh the car chase that's in this movie yeah I remember that it's kind of lit it it's, actually uh, was pretty good i don't know there's some serious stunt work there and it's not cgi that's like legit stunts yeah i mean uh there's a lot about this movie that's underappreciated uh, and i'm looking directly at jess right now um <laughs> by the way also the the lighting in this movie's really good the colors are very vibrant. Yeah. Oh, just um, shades of blue over and over again. It really strikes me as like the kid's version of a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it does kind of look like that. But to be fair, it is a spy movie um, about spy guinea pigs. It's a spy the, thriller. Mm. Well, it, it should have been a movie about spy kids. Oh, yeah. That's true. And it, Danny Trejo should have been their uncle. 
Oh Dion. my god, dude. Dan Trejo was Dan Trejo legit should have been one of the guinea pigs. That's I mean should have been one of the chinchillas or on Disney's yeah. part. Yeah, should have been evil chinchilla if there's ever a G Force two. If there's a G Force two, um, and I don't think this is too meta to do, there should be a Danny Trejo voiced guinea pig named Machete. Um, <laughs> that would probably play to the adults. In all honesty, yeah, it's that, true. that one kid. Uh, you know the the guinea pigs. The, the animation is pretty fucking good, but I mean, it is a Disney movie, so you, you expect that. Yeah. I guess. It also had a budget of 150 yeah. Yeah, million. Budget. Yeah, they uh, did have the budget, certainly. If it didn't look good, um, I would have uh, beat Zach Galifianakis's ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Cats movie had a comparable budget, and the CGI in that movie is pretty bad. Mm. Also, um, I'm going to fact check this real quick. No, yeah, this is the same year as The Hangover. So pretty monumental year oh, for yeah. our man, that's Zach a, G. Yeah, that's, that's a big that's a big career for him. That's a big career. You yeah, know, so he freaking uh, padded his pockets. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's kind of all I have to say about this again. Uh, like, I don't know. The first time this came up in the bracket, I I hated this. But uh, this time around, I, I just don't, I don't find myself hating it quite so much as just being like, yeah. I, I honestly just don't know how you can hate it. It's not a good movie, but I just don't know how you can hate it. Yeah, it's it's not a good I movie. think I went into it. Uh, G Force oh. was one I noticed that was going to be on the bracket initially, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna have to watch that guinea pig movie." I never wanted to watch that, oh. uh, so I was upset that I had to in the first place. I mean, but honestly, now, uh, just just seeing Niecy Nash like it, ranked it up by like a point for me because mm. she's a very underrated uh, character actress. Yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and also, I, I would agree this is not a good movie. Um, it's a master piece uh modern uh marvel um ironically in the marvel universe yeah um in the aerosmith universe because uh g-force records uh is the thing on uh rock and roller coaster yeah. um so also, also another huge oversight to the armageddon universe right yes <laughs> yeah i don't uh, want to close my eyes and have to listen to another black eyed piece song uh, yeah i think uh, i they cut the i don't want to kiss a guinea pig which was the parody of i don't want to miss a thing but yeah steven tyler definitely should have been a fucking uh, guinea pig in this movie Wait, should have been fucking a guinea pig in this movie? <laughs> yeah. He's a rock that's, star. That's bestiality that would just lead to necrophilia. That's too much animal that. cruelty. I yeah. mean, where are they going to draw the line? There's already animal cruelty in the movie, so. Yeah, I was going to say they're already torturing animals, so we might as well just go full bore. Yeah. And also get a bore. Yeah. We, like, and, make uh, money off of this or something. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, uh, freaking dream on if you want to see Joe Perry in this one. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha. Yeah, so it. so our, our idea for a G4 sequel is just have various members of Aerosmith rape guinea pigs? Well, they can consent what? because they can <laughs> they speak English. What? So what? Yes, that's true. Um, uh, and so apparently you, they're all interested in getting into some sort of relationship. Aside from yeah. Hurley, the, the fat yeah. one who farts. The oh. fat and, he, and he farts. Uh, as Liz mentioned, they are horny as hell in this movie. So <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, I mean, to be fair, just just bring them back to Aerosmith, roughly like 1979, and let's make it happen. Yeah, or now, uh, or now too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Steven Tyler, I mean, dude, does look like a lady. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I would ask Dave for his thoughts on this movie, but we already uh, know that. What uh, do we already what? know? The Amazon reviews too. Uh, no, we don't. We I haven't done the Amazon reviews. That's a round two exclusive. <laughs> Don't um, worry, we've got a lot of seal to get through before we can get to that. No, uh, uh, Dave, uh, 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 <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> These are very succinct thoughts on G Force after a second viewing, Dave. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I would say you're not fired, but I'm really reconsidering that. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Uh, well, how about those Amazon reviews? I'm yeah. Like- um, I I got some uh, fantastic reviews from all the G Force lovers and haters out there. Um. A lot of reviews by uh, self-proclaimed grandmothers, uh, including one who said, uh, my grandson liked this movie so much that he has the uh, DVD now, but I still have the slipcover. Um, so, uh, Is that from the collector's edition they're, of G4? They're doing well. Uh, mm. I have a review from Maya who uh, writes, watch this epic film. <laughs> Uh, this movie is a cinematic masterpiece. God damn. I rented it for the movie's 11th year anniversary. <laughs> my only regret is that I did not buy my own copy of the movie, as I know I'll need one for the 12th anniversary next year. Okay. Well, that came out this year, okay. didn't it? Because that, okay. that's a 2020 but, review. Yeah. Who knows But the... Uh, who. Mike, you wrote that review. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> okay. if, if anybody knows the anniversary of G-Force, it is me. Uh, but I did want to pretend like that was ridiculous. Um, oh, you wanted to pretend. I see. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, happy anniversary to G-Force. Uh, July 27th, uh, 2020 was the date of that review. So uh, we'll see you next year for the Big 12. I uh, got a review from Robert D. McLaughlin Jr., Oh, it's titled F-F-Fun for the Family. Um, G-Force is a 2009 Walt Disney Pictures spy-fi comedy film, which was released in the United States on July 4th, or sorry, July 24th, 2009. This film is fun for the whole family. As the directorial debut of Hoyt Yeatman, G-Force is a live-action film with lots of action and comedy. I think you will be pleased if you own this movie. This is a... Must add to any movie buffs DVD collection. Go G Force! <laughs> um, yeah, what, what, God, there really is a G Force gang out there, isn't there? We're when, out when, here, when baby. I think when I think of DVD collectors, I think of G Force. Yeah, yeah the, they stand G Force. I I had to ridicule a bunch of people who considered themselves movie buffs because they didn't have this one. <laughs> um, and so Criterion, get up on that. Uh, let's get a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you release it the same day as Moonstruck. Make it the cage. Yeah, hurry up on on that. Uh, I have a review uh, from Amazon customer uh, who says, love it, got it for my daughter who just got her own G-Force at home. She. She? That's the. That's she? The, got it for my <laughs> daughter who just sense. got her own G-Force at home, uh, which I guess means a guinea, a guinea pig. Uh, and then it says uh, she. Mm. <laughs> so you had to pointlessly gender that. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, I don't know if she was just like, okay, I'm going to write this review. My daughter liked this movie. I'm going to end it with just my favorite Green Day song. Just throw that in there. Um, or maybe she just really wants to emphasize the gender of her, her child. It's a gender review for Amazon review. (laughs) She sent this Amazon review to her whole family, uh, to reveal the gender of her already born child. Um, I have a review from Bonita W who is a top contributor for coloring on Amazon. Interesting. Uh, So I think she orders a lot of stuff for her grandkids, but I don't don't know. Uh, I'm going to look into her reviews later. Um, (laughs) For this one, she wrote, loved it. Yes, I am a grandma. Very brave, very brave opening. (laughs) Uh, But I bought this for me. 
Whoa. Okay. Okay. Damn. I do have GPs as pets as well, and I can see their personalities. General as, practitioners. Uh, <laughs> I can see their personalities as is the case in this fun film. I really enjoy watching it, and it brings lots of laughs, and so do a couple of my friends enjoy it as well. Yes, the grandkids will watch it with me. This is just a fun movie, and I can't wait for more sequels to come out. Dot, 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 dot. So she she must know that that's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> wait, all the ellipses, is that the end? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, she uh, writes her initials, uh, BW, at the end. And, you know, that's the thing. There does seem to be an actual G-Force gang, Jess. You're right. Like, there are factions in the G-Force gang war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the G stands for grandmothers. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, grandmas love watching John Favreau fart and uh, I mean Tracy Morgan demanding Penelope Cruz choose one of them. They, they've had enough years on this earth to truly appreciate art in its yeah. finest form. Uh, and so, which uh, and fart art, oh, very close, oh, right? Okay. I have a review from uh, from Acom who says the grandkids love this. We wore out our first DVD, had to get a new one. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I feel a, like you selectively handpicked all the positive ones. Here. I don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> I can't even imagine why there would be negative reviews for this movie. But I guess we'll see where this goes. <laughs> Kelly writes, cute book for my nephew. He is four. Um, cute book? So, uh, <laughs> this is a book, yeah. Maybe she just gave him the. She's like, here, nephew, here's the. This has the the chapter titles on it. Like, <laughs> now, to be fair, it's like the, the novelization of G Force. Uh, this is on the uh, the DVD. It's like uh, 300 is, pages. If this was any other movie, we'd be hearing about how, like, the DVD didn't <laughs> play one star, or like, I. Why does do this DVD have pages? <laughs> or, hey, I had diarrhea real quick. I wasn't able to uh, watch it. Yeah. So that's, so that's why I feel that Mike is being selective here. <laughs> um, I have a review from uh, DLW1844. That is says, a robot from the Star Wars universe. <laughs> is, is that the year this person was born? In? Uh, D- uh, 1844, uh, too close to 1488. Um, oh, really? No. Uh, no, no. But uh, DLW1844 writes, love Disney movies, but this one was really good. This one was really good? <laughs> Wait, uh, this is the one you single out of the Disney collection? <laughs> I love... Do you know that this is a Disney movie? Yeah, you're not even including like Beauty and the Beast 3 on there? Come Normally on. I only watch Disney movies, but I really like this Disney movie. <laughs> I don't understand the butt there. Uh, I, I have a review uh, from the fucking, basically, king of the internet. Um, this review is written by Meme. <laughs> uh, and Meme says, Phew, this movie stinks. Oh, well, on the positive side, this movie was clean without too much crude humor. Of course, it has the gas-passing humor that you find in most films of this genre. Negatively speaking, this has to be one of the most boring and stupid movies that I've ever seen. It was just lacking something, and I never really cared if the rodents succeeded in their mission or not. Um, so, a big knock to the fart humor, which Taylor also got tired of, but you know what? I think it's really fucking funny. <laughs> It was I mean, it's really he, funny. Fucking, mm-hmm. it's like, fucking it's bending like, one leg over and letting out a toot. <laughs> it's like pretty fucking funny. <laughs> uh, I have a, a, a review from Kelly Rao who says, uh, modeling 
CGI animal cruelty. <laughs> if any child believes a guinea pig can endure that much violent physical abuse without harm and imitates it even once to a far lesser degree, there will be a crippled or dead pet and a child with that trauma etched permanently into their memory. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this is basically like a... This is the type of movie that fucking Jeffrey Dahmer would have watched when he was pissing his bed and <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is uh Yeah, this movie's bed definitely very... with fire and uh I mean to be fair though, the boy and the girl who are playing with the guinea pigs, they did end up being like Eileen Warnos <laughs> and Jeffrey Dahmer, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um I have a review from Bob who says, Can I play this on my Google Stadia? <laughs> um and for the uninitiated <gasps> Google Stadia is a cloud gaming service <laughs> developed and operated by Google, ah! advertised to be capable of streaming video games up to 4K resolution at 60 FPS. I feel like this is an, a covert ad for Google Stadia. I um, have never heard of Google Stadia. I hadn't either. I That's why I had to look I it have. up. Uh, but they had their own like, like game controller and shit and everything. Yeah. Wait. When did this happen? It's happened like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. it's pretty recent. Yeah, this is that's a- funny. While I was not paying attention to the podcast, I was reading a thing about how evil that is. So that's funny. That's the second time I've heard of it, and it all happened during this podcast. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. And uh, to all the people out there who uh, ordered this DVD and were expecting to play a video game or read a book, uh, sorry. <laughs> I think there was a GeForce video game. Though. There was, um, and maybe that's what they thought this was. But I can't imagine why somebody in 2020 would be trying to play the GeForce video game <laughs> on their Google Stadia because that sounds really fucking stupid. Uh, hey, hey, sometimes, sometimes hey. some people are game collectors and they want to be able to play the classics. That's true. You he, should he not be to... insulting the GeForce game like that. You is the head of it. Well, uh, Bob also gave this movie one out of five stars. Oh, because oh. It was he can't play, can't play the video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess uh, I'd, w- I'd watch somebody speed run the game, but uh, not on the Google Stadia, apparently. Uh, my last review comes from Destiny, with an I, and she writes... G-Force. Now, to be fair, is she reviewing this movie for her child? Um, yes. Uh, actually, oh, so she's literally Destiny actually, Child. No, De- <laughs> Destiny does have a child, but I think you'll find there's a twist in this review. Okay. Oh, God. This movie your time to play Bugaboo, Dave. <laughs> started off funny and okay, but then got really weird. Psycho Rodents is not what I was expecting or what I want my child to see. Glad I watched it before my four-year-old did. Um, so, Psycho rodents. Psycho, Psycho rodents. rodents. Uh, not safe for kids. Uh, another David Byrne. Uh, uh, <laughs> Got to squeeze those in. In the, yeah. in the bag. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think um, if you're uh, if you're worried about a movie like scarring your children, it's good to watch it before they do. And so I'm glad um, that Destiny determined that. Uh, this movie would fuck her kid right up. <laughs> no, I, I believe Psycho Rodents was the name of like a 70s rock song. Psycho Rodents. Yeah. And so, okay. I think I got you there. I believe, yeah. No, I think you're thinking of My Bologna. Yeah. My Bologna. If we could make a third song. No, that was a... That was the Moonstruck version. Mama, mama, my balloon. I like the uh, the modern version. Uh, Psycho, rodent, G-force, crazy. <laughs> so yeah, those are the Amazon reviews. Um, and I I I had a feeling. I got a feeling that you were gonna say that I was uh, 
you know, cherry picking these reviews. Um, and so uh, I should have prepared a response for that, but I just want to let you know that uh, you're wrong. This <laughs> fucking uh, this movie rules. Probably one of the best I've seen. Uh, one of the funniest. One of the most entertaining. And uh, some of the stinkiest farts. To be fair, I do think though that the reason you, you weren't able to you cool. weren't able to nice. find uh, <laughs> a lot of negative reviews for this movie is because it's just such a good fucking movie. There just weren't that many negative reviews. Yeah, I can't think of a bad thing to say about this except for uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, in the expanded universe uh, they are there's more animal cruelty. Yeah, I, I am I frankly surprised at the number of people who are still watching this movie to this day. Yeah, evidently. A, a, a copy for the 11th anniversary. Yes. By the way, what do they do for the 9th anniversary? <laughs> a monumental uh, anniversary. The Big 11. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's the I, first double-digit prime number. I was going to say, hopefully, yes. hopefully they only got copies for the 9th and the 11th anniversary. Of this movie. <laughs> yeah. 10th uh, anniversary, uh, two on the nose. Uh, yes. Okay, well, I think uh, with the reviews out of the way, all that would be left is the vote. Now, I have heard that there are some some outside factions that may be attempting to influence the vote through possible armed conflict, and uh, that does make me a little bit nervous to go to the the polling station today. Yeah, it should. Uh, it should. For sure. <laughs> can can we vote for which one which one wins by mail? Yeah, maybe we can do mail in voting. Uh, that's, Unless uh, the G Force gang has something to say about the integrity of an election well, in that respect, see, I think we'd be better off postponing the vote um, at that point um, because I wouldn't want anybody to tamper with any potential G Force votes. So. <laughs> All right, but Dave, do you feel comfortable doing the countdown? What? Do you want to do that countdown, Dave? It's the new routine. It went from just no to uh, what? If you what? push me if too far, I just too... might. And then we push him and he doesn't. So. Yes. It... Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, I guess to the tune of Seal's Kiss from a Rose, should we uh, count down and, and vote? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. I got this countdown here. Uh, three, two, one. Moon oh, oh, you fucking bastards! I I had a feeling this is gonna. No, okay. listen, listen though. I I'm fucking with you. It's Moonstruck. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I just Come wanted on. to get your reaction. I I'm I'm going Moonstruck because listen, the reason is that even though G Force was objectively the better movie, I'm gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> what? I, I know. G Force is objectively a better movie. I do want to watch this movie again because I'm gonna buy the Criterion, so we'll do that at a later date. But as okay. I will say, G Force was objectively a much better movie. But I'm still gonna do a Moonstruck, just for reasons. Okay. Uh, Damn, it sounds like you guys uh, I, I just, are hoping for armed retaliation, <laughs> but you know, it's it's whatever. And, you know, when the armed retaliation to, starts, then the revolution. And once again, be. just just to fuck with you, Jess. Moonstruck is a much better movie. I'm just being fully honest. I'm no <laughs> irony here. I was like sitting here paranoid, like these fuckers <laughs> are gonna vote G Force through, and I was, like I legitimately no, really liked Moonstruck. Frankly, so. frankly, I was really hoping that uh, our illustrious guest would also do G Force as a troll, so all uh, three of us could gang up on you and we win right away. That yeah, yeah Liz, that's pretty lucky. fucked up. I was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thank you for being there. <laughs> and, uh, 
on my side to prevent that from me yes. having a full-on panic attack. <laughs> and also, thank you very much, Jess, for me not being able to put up with the, the charade of being the contrarian for that long. <laughs> well, uh. um, as far as I'm concerned, these are two masterpieces. Um, uh, and so it's it's really hard to say, you know, which one's better because, you know, art is uh, subjective yeah. and all that stuff. And, and to be but, fair, uh, after the last episode where Teen Titans go one, I, I think we need to give Jess a mental break. So <laughs> Moonstruck wins. Yeah. Um, or, I mean... <laughs> I won't lie. I'm crying and sad, but I, I saw this coming, uh, which is why I uh, called the incels to arms. So. <laughs> are you saying the G-Force gang and incels oh, are like a one-to-one? -one? Uh, uh, the Venn diagram is just a circle? Incels <laughs> have uh, 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 appropriated the term, um, and, and so it's it's a compliment to them now. Well, uh, that's I the thing. See. If you really want to change, uh, change the world, you, mention, you know, you're a man. You should go your own way to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the amount of disgusting that was wrapped up in that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so uh, G-Force wins uh, and moves on to the next uh, part of the bracket. Um, what do we got coming up next time? Oh, uh, so the next episode is going to be, we're going a little out of order in the bracket, but the next episode is going to be The Crudes versus The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, hmm? yeah. Uh, so... Come back next time for a little taste of that one. This is another Nick Cage animated movie with the Crudes, and what? the Sorcerer's Apprentice was evidently in another uh, Italian uh, family movie. This is a thing that I remember reading a while ago. This was apparently the original uh, Disney live action remake because they considered oh. this a remake of the Sorcerer's Apprentice segment from Fantasia. Oh, oh. what the fuck! I'm yes, I, it's 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 on the Wikipedia article of the Disney Live That's Action. So remake. weird. Well, I've seen so. Fantasia and I haven't seen Sorcerer's Apprentice, so I'll be the judge of that. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, Liz, thank you so much for uh, stopping by uh, and being our first uh, real cage aficionado on the show. Mm -hmm. um, is there uh, anything that you want to plug? Uh, you're uh, at Eliza Muffins on Twitter, right? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's it. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I like it. <laughs> so, I got nothing else going on. So you don't have another Nick Cage podcast like the thousands of others that exist to plug. <laughs> well, I was thinking of starting one, but Mike stole my idea. Yeah, oh, um, <laughs> I, I I did take it out right from under you. Uh, no, and, uh, there's no regrets on my part because uh, I'm making eight dollars a month uh, divided by four, so two dollars. Well. Woo! Now you have Patreon, so you're going to be rich. Boom. I believe we're actually making $6. Oh, sorry, $6 a month. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I do have to kick some of that back to Liz legally. But uh, <laughs> yeah, follow Liz on uh, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, and hopefully you'll have a Twitch soon and you'll be playing GeForce, the game. GeForce game. <laughs> well, um yeah, thank you very much for being on, Liz. Uh, and um, one other thing I do have to ask is, what will become of the G-Force now that, uh, the G-Force gang now that G-Force has been knocked out of the bracket? Um, well, yeah, well, you know, we're still going to campaign to get more G-Force representation in the Disney parks. We're going to get that ride up and running. Mm. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll cancel out that Neutron ride. Uh, that looks pretty cool, but, uh, I mean, imagine if it was like a gerbil instead of a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and between that and, uh, you know, slaughtering our oppressors, which uh, now <laughs> officially is everyone on this podcast but me. Oh, um, okay. 
in uh, a reality, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I guess. Um, Listeners, by the, if, uh, by the time this comes out, I might need you to check in on me and make sure I haven't been murdered by my co-host. But, um, yeah, so uh, to the G-Force gang, just don't forget. Um, it's, it's okay, though, Jess. You're only going to get murdered by the moderate G-Force rebels. Oh, I see. Don't forget uh, where you came from, G-Force gang, and uh, don't forget who has wronged you. So, <laughs> till next time. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.